All right. I would like to welcome you back. This is episode 11 of the Escape to Autonomy podcast. Tonight, we have a very special guest with us, one Mr. Trent Ortner. How you doing tonight, Trent? Doing great, brother. Doing great. Well, that's fucking good to hear, man. Um, who Who is a Trent Ortner? <laughs> who is a Trent Ortner? Um, I'm, I'm a Marine veteran, um, served in Afghanistan, uh, got out and started, I, I got, I got started in the, um, the, uh, what was, uh, the, the wall street, um, what was it called back in the in like late 2010? Um, what were all the riots that were going on back then? In the Arab spring? No, no, hold on. My mind just hit a blank. Mine does that a lot. I blame drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Occupy Wall Street. That's what it was. I couldn't think of the of the of the 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 the, the nomenclature. Um, after I got out, I started getting into like people that were doing the Occupy Wall Street stuff, and. Um, I didn't really understand it at the time. I was kind of just brought into it. It wasn't like anything. I, I said that time I was still Marine Corps, you know, we, we did, we did the right thing. We were there for a reason. Our, our, you know, I'm, I'm just in my, in my beliefs or whatnot. Who Ron Semper Fi, God damn it. Right. Right. And then, you know, I, I started diving into it and I started seeing like some real serious discrepancies in the stuff that I believed in. And I was, and, you know, I grew up conservative. My grandfather was a, uh, a Pentecostal pastor. And so living on the West coast for 10 years, I got a whole different view of stuff. So I got both sides of it and I started to see like faults on either side. And I tried trying to figure out where I was on the political uh, spectrum. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, I, I really don't even like to try, try to put a name to it because I think that's 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 just lab- labeling stuff makes people hate or like you more, and it may it really disrupts the whole meaning behind putting in work for the for the better of of humankind and like trying to help people out. I but, really I don't like labels. I feel like yeah, labels I, limit things that don't need to be limited. You know what I mean? Well, you, Oh no, for sure. You, you look at the government right now; like they're labeling anybody that isn't totally for them a domestic violent terrorist. Like, goddamn God right. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it, if if you've read the the White House uh, moratorium, like it, it has on the left hand side, it has like you know, you know, the the far right, far left, uh, animal rights, blah blah blah, all these guys, and then on the right hand side, it has like other. Like it, it doesn't specifically say other, but the way that it's described, it is, it's so vague that it could mean anybody. Listen, it, it, they're talking specifically about militant podcasters. Okay. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And, for and sure. Twitter shit posters. That's oh, that's yeah. the whole fucking category right there. <laughs> and, it's, and, and, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And that's why, you know, you don't go into those labels. Like I, I try to steer away from labels because once you start putting people in a box and you, you leave them in that box, they start, you know, you, you, you start being more, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Like you, you start seeing, seeing things differently. You start, uh, forming different opinions about these people because they're of, of that label. Like, you know, you have uh, 
all of these people that are anti-vax that are like getting getting misrepresented and said you know being told that they're pieces of shit and whatnot and they're they're just they're creating this great big divide between people of like that guys that that want to continue with the vaccine and don't that those that don't but um you know, on that note, back. I think it's fucking hilarious that the people who are calling the unvaccinated, you know, they're they're accusing the unvaccinated of causing a holocaust, but these vaccinated fucks are acting exactly like the fascist the fascist re- regimes that you know. Uh, oh yeah, dude. Caused genocides in the past, but dude, they're. Dude, they're, they're, they're so volatile. It's it's wild. Like people are like, you need to listen to your government. That you need to do what they tell you. And it, it's just it it the way that culture is shifting right now. It it it's scary. It, and Have the you, speed of it, the fucking speed of it. Oh is yeah, astounding. Have you ever uh, read read any, uh, anything by Ludwig von, von Mises? Uh, Mises, uh, he has this this crack up theory. Have you ever have you ever read a, read about about that? I, I've heard about it, but why don't you fill us in for those who haven't? So basically, he talks about money and the value of money and how how money is valued and how we use it every day, like fiat current currency. And he says that it, he, he developed this theory in 1922 in Austria for Austrian economics and German economics. And he predicted what was going to happen with the hyperinflation when like the Deutschmark or the, the what I can't remember what it, the Reichmark was called was uh, set at like I think 4.1 trillion uh, Reichmark would it equal a dollar. Like the hyperinflation took off so big, mm-hmm. but he he talks about like the value of of currency and how people rep- represent it. We no longer have anything to back up the currency that we are making. So our government is continually printing money to make it out to be that we you know we still have this money to use, and we people are still using this money, but prices are going up. He talks about currency being used to buy goods and goods becoming the new type of currency. And it at, at that point, it would degrade the value of the of the actual fiat money that you're using. Well, yeah. And uh, um, good money pushes out bad money. That's another um, another thing that I've heard and where I see uh us winning the fiscal battle at least is in the realm of crypto and blockchain and smart contracts. I see that as a way to cut out not only the government, but the financial elite because, well, when you can set up a smart contract or you can set up a, uh, a DAO, um, you know, what the fuck do we need you assholes for anyways? <laughs> Let's start cutting these cunts out rather than just, you know, play their fucking game. That's where right. I stand. And and that, that that's what's happening, man. Like with cryptocurrency, we are the more the more crypto that you buy, you're devaluing the American dollar. And it, it, it is dropping the currency down like it is because crypto it would be considered a good of trade that you bought that you paid this money for in return for something different right and i mean i i've always been a fan of cutting out the government wherever possible i i once bought a sports car with a uh, a pound of marijuana you know that's you that, that's how far i'll take it 
Well, like, that that's that's human. That's that, that's like the right. the baseline of human. Why why the fuck do I need your your play money to purchase things in my world? I don't. You know, people have things I want, and I can trade. And right, that's, that's a beautiful fucking thing, and one of the tenets of agorism agorism right. i'm not here yep. to have that fucking fight but <laughs> <laughs> i i look at it like we the most the most fruitful path is to combine as many of these tools that we have available to us together and use them where and when appropriate rather than getting right. stuck as you know a label like am i a market anarchist yes absolutely for sure i am if me and a half dozen of my friends or business associates decide to buy a property and have an intentional community does that make me a ancom i don't fucking think so why does it matter <laughs> like right. i mean it, 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 you you are doing what you need to do that's necessary to support yourself and your family why, why, why do you have to label it to me that's so ignorant exactly this is where labels start getting in the way because you'll have your ancap homies going oh no i don't want to live with the fucking ancoms when motherfucker who do you think's going to you know garden or you know teach our children about socialism and bro, it, it really depends <laughs> dude it, yeah absolutely it, it does and you know and that right there this argument that we're that we're having right now you know this 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 debate of of of, of principles is the reason why the libertarian party fails oh. because no nobody can get on board and do the same thing everybody has to be more principled than the other person and it, it's it's just it's so and I, I'm this I I I am an ancom I am an uh, a libsock I am a, you know it it's ridiculous how many different labels that can get grow in fruitation from a libertarian ideology when you could just become one and work together that's why we fail I I maintain and this is what keeps me out of all the drama and the arguments I am an individualist. I'm not telling anybody they're wrong, but I'm also not joining up. Right. You know, I, I believe in self-sufficiency and providing not only food, shelter, but security for my family. I, I'm willing to take that responsibility on. And that's where we run into a lot of roadblocks when it comes to party politics is they're trying to appeal to the people that aren't willing to take that kind of radical responsibility. And you cannot, there we're different sorts of people and that's okay, but you can't appeal right, to right. those kind of people. And, you know, w with that, so you have this great big conundrum of, of party politics going on with the LP and they're fighting each other. Somebody's some, somebody's more angry at the other person this week or that week. Wow. At this point, if, if you follow the voting system in our country, 37 to 41% of the country doesn't vote. Yeah, that's me. And, and, and they're not reaching out to these people that don't care for the left or for the right. So they are the answer that they are not, they are not, they are not going after the people that, that they could generate, you know, noise and develop relationship with people that aren't, haven't voted for the last 16 years. And it's been literally that long for me. The last time I voted was 2004. And I wrote in Ron Paul. 
he ran that, in 2008. Yeah. I wrote him yeah. in in 2000. There you go. There you go. And he 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 was a he would have been a wonderful fucking person to to lead. Absolutely. Yes. He would have it's been. It's just sad. It's just so, sad. It, like so go go ahead. I just wanted to, you know, uh humanize you a little bit because how how does one go from being a I'm assuming you were conservative when you were in the service. So how do you go from being a conservative jarhead to moving into community service and political activism? How does, how did you, what is that little segment of the journey? I'm curious about it. So in in the military, you know, you, 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 people talk about racism and how racism exists, but like in the military, it doesn't exist because we are so diverse that you you are forced to work and live and sleep next to and fight next to people of complete opposite everything to you. Um, Coming in as a conservative, I I learned how to adapt and be around people that I didn't agree with and not that I didn't, you know, I didn't necessarily want to be around, but I still was able, I learned how to do it. And then at that point I was, it opened my mind and opened, opened me to the ability to listening to other people's perspectives outside of my own. And that's what generated uh, me to go on this journey and continue to try to listen to other people's perspectives and try to hear people out and find, find solutions to problems that exist in this, in, in our country and, and in the world. Well, you, you will hear stories from time to time about somebody that, you know, found small L libertarianism, you know, that came from the far left, you know, oh, I voted for Bernie. And then I realized that everything was a sham. So I looked into this and I found Rothbard and I made a journey from the left over towards the right to some degree or another. You hear that story a lot. What you don't often hear is somebody coming from the top down to the bottom of the political compass that I agree with you. I hate it too, but it's useful for a visualization tool, if nothing right. else. It, it's not as often that you, you because, I mean, let's face it, a U.S. Marine is one of the toughest motherfuckers on the planet, and you're kind of built to be, you know, authoritarian when you have those skills and that ability. Right. It's not often right. that you see somebody go from that to anarchist or libertarian down to the bottom of the the spectrum. I just think that's really interesting. I, you know, what drew drew me to it were were the actual libertarian tenets, the the pillars that built up the the ideology itself. And that, that would, to me, it it attracted me because I I can see myself, I I have right leanings and I have left leanings. Like I, I I believe, you know, I, so I don't I don't want to be either one. I want to be my own thing, and I want to be somewhere in the middle where I can um, go reach out to my right my right friends and reach out to my left friends and be able to have conversations with them. And the way that party politics are dividing right now, it becomes harder and harder to do that because the left and the right seem to be skewing farther and farther and farther from the center. Well, the Overton window is getting smaller and smaller and shifting faster and faster towards tyranny. And um, I find it alarming and very alarming. I don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to fix it. 
All I know is that my inner prepper has gone into overdrive and oh yeah, oh, I started, yeah. you know, homesteading and having livestock and doubling up my food storage. Like I was paranoid before. And then, you know, between the end of 2019 and early 2020, I went, oh no, 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 no. I'm not nearly prepared enough. <laughs> and that's what that's well oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that was just a random thought, man. I'm no, no, fuck me no, off. Dude. Fuck me. I'm not important. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I was gonna say that that's that's that that sh- that should be the visualization that, that so many people in this country need to see. Like they they need to be able to become self-sufficient. Like people rely so much on the Walmarts and the Costco's and the Sam's Clubs, and you know, they, they rely on on products to be there and if you look at history go, go to the, go to the soviet union in the late 80s and like 1992 when when hyperinflation hit there they didn't have food it was gone it was just Venezuela, gone well uh was it zimbabwe a few years before that yeah, zimbabwe zimbabwe in the early 2000s yep and it, it, it and that's where we're headed and people are blind to it all they can all they give a fuck about are these vaccine mandates you know what worries me is that when all this happens, I'm not going to be able to find things like this. I I have in my hand a pomegranate ginger sparkling (laughs) seltzer. Trent, tell me, tell me I'm a pretty girl, Trent. No, you are. You are a gorgeous, gorgeous pretty girl. (laughs) Thank you. You like gingers then. Good to know. Oh yeah. Gingers, gingers are are, are what what make the world great. It, It gives it a little bit of spice. Oh my God, so much. So, all right. I, I feel like I know you a little bit better. I, I feel like we're we're conversing well. We oh, yeah, decided sure. to come together tonight to discuss one topic in particular. Let's let's fuck that pig and see where it okay. takes us. Absolutely. So disenfranchisement. Um it, it, it has been around since the since before before America existed, but it hasn't been as strong and it hasn't been a, a, as apparent to and used as much as we use it today. People that are um, charged and sentenced with felonies, nonviolent crimes, drug charges. You know, they they go to prison and they are disenfranchised. They lose their first and second amendment rights automatically. They yeah. lose their fourth amendment rights while they're on parole or probation. And this, like you like you touched on briefly, this had its roots at, uh, much like the rest of our legal system in uh, British common law, and yeah. goes back to like the twelfth, thirteenth Victorian century. era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been around a long time. And one of the, at the time, considered victories of the American Revolution was actually the fact that we rolled this back somewhat. Yeah, right. that, that it, it, it was going to be lessened, but it didn't. Well, we what we did was we just changed it into a more perverse sort of thing because... <sighs> Let me see here. I, I actually took notes for this show. Well, I, I will have you listeners know I took notes. He did. Okay. They, were, they were very thorough. 
I, I got actually fucking serious, and I don't do that. I'm also half sober. <laughs> and it, you know, disenfranchisement really, really took off after uh, the the fifteenth the what the 15th Amendment for slavery. That's what it was, 15th Amendment. Or like, I, I ignore that document roundly. I never agreed to it. Hold on, I gotta look that up. I, 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 I'm, I'm brain dead. I think it's, it's. There's a five or sixteenth. Feel like it was the sixteenth, but I've been wrong before. So this enfranchisement really took off after slavery ended with the Thirteenth Amendment, and it, it began to try to because back in the day, prisons weren't like where you were locked down all the time. Prisons were work camps, so. In the South specifically, they had prisons that where they would they would arrest Negroes or black people and take them and for loitering or or pandering or walking around and, and being uh, in, in a place too long or looking at a white person. Like there were all kinds of crazy laws that they invented to to re-enslave black people and um that's where disenfranchisement came in because they would be uh, uh, convicted of these felonies. And then once they were done, they were basically second class citizens and the 13th amendment wouldn't apply to them anymore. And that grew on and on and on to now present day where if you were convicted of a felony, you were disenfranchised from very many of your, of your rights, like close to 20% of the country is disenfranchised right now. Well, I mean, you still vote. It's just you don't do it, and it's always Democrat. So well, they can't vote. Like, the, like there, 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 there's so there, there are 13 states where you can't, where you don't re- receive your voting rights back after you, after you get, after you do your time. Um, the idea of having the franchise is interesting. I, the first time I came across it was uh, as like a teenager reading Heinlein. And um, he described in um, in one of his books that in order to have the, a franchise, in order to be able to vote, you had to earn it instead of it being something that was stripped away. And I found that very interesting. And the way you earned it was military service in this particular uh, idea. But that's where I first came across it. And it is interesting that they take the right to vote and the right to bear arms. And I don't remember reading really anywhere in the constitution that those rights could be taken away. Kind of the point was to outline right. natural rights that aren't to be stripped. Like you better fucking kill me before right. you take one of these rights. So there's a right. bit of a perversion there if you want to play statist games and look at it from a status perspective, uh, that's kind of fucked up. Just saying. They, 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 yeah, they, they, they disarm you. They, 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 they prevent you from being a threat to their power. Um, and, Get a and 3D so, printer. Get a couple 3D printers. <laughs> there you go. And they're cheap now. They're like 300 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And you can print like 90% of the parts for your next 3D printer. <laughs> with your first 3D printer. It's really cool. You should try it. Yep. Anyways, um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I See, I believe that you, I kind of have the view that you have 
the rights that you're capable of defending. Um, I actually got my first felony in 1999. <laughs> so it's been a while. Um, I, I, I'm currently on felony probation right now. Oh, so we both have a little bit of experience with this. That that's what that's what pushed me down this 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 course. Um, I I, I got in trouble when I got out of the military. I, I had undiagnosed PTSD, and um, I was going to commit suicide. And I I was driving around aimlessly one night. I hadn't slept for three days, um, and I just gotten out. And so I ended up at this farm, and I was petting the animals, and like petting the animals, like kind of like brought me down, like slowed me down slowed my brain down and I was like kind of calming down and then out of the corner of my eye I see a spark I thought it was to me in my head it was like a flashbang I was like oh fuck so my fighter fight or flight you know kicked in and I looked for something to, to put out the fire put out the fire and I, I couldn't find anything the EMS and fire trucks came put it out it was a hay shed um I was at an FFA barn and um I left when the EMS left I didn't flee the scene uh, fought the case for four years while I was in jail. I sat in jail for six months before I even asked anybody to bail me out because I was so embarrassed. But while I was in jail, three months into my into being in jail, the, the place caught on fire again. And then they, they, they ruled it, that it was completely separate, completely different incidents. And I fought the case for four years. And right before my trial, my attorney told me that he had to retire and that he wouldn't be able to represent me. Oh, motherfucker. And that he had to, he but he could get me a deal. And so that was a five-year uh, deferred adjudication. But the thing is, the reason why he had to retire was because he was under investigation by the FBI, him and the, and the district attorney at the same time, in regards to the Twin Peaks biker shootout. So let me get this straight. You are only allowed to carry a weapon if you're doing it in the desert for uncle sam you're not allowed to do that here anymore nope not right now not until i do my time even even though it's going to be nine years out of my life plus you know these motherfuckers i swear to god i you know i don't believe that anybody should be limited in the way they choose to defend themselves no that's that like oh but felons and drug dealers like motherfucker i'm a felon and i've been a drug dealer okay <laughs> sometimes and, good and, people and, do things that you might find morally you know but see that, that whole that, that whole mindset is it came from american propaganda the drug war the drug war the, mm-hmm. you know drugs are bad like you know Yes, drugs can cause problems in families, but the whole the whole drug war thing has destroyed this country. Listen, 60%. motherfucker, the the goddamn founding fathers all grew weed too. Okay, yeah. if that makes me a bad guy, you better fucking string up those motherfuckers as well. Because I right, was, I was being a rebel and acting like a, the fucking forefathers that everybody likes to suck their dicks. But when I do it, it's fucking reprehensible and fucking bad. Like, right. Right. This is such a a hypocrisy. This is propaganda stretching back literally nearly 100 years at this point. And it's fucking amazing. So, all right. While we're talking propaganda. And I'm talking to an Afghan vet. 
why don't you give me like five or 10 minutes on your thoughts on the current debacle in Afghanistan? What, what thoughts do you have on that? Um, one, starting out, the Afghan military was not ever prepared. They didn't, they don't, they don't, they didn't give a fuck. People see in America, see Afghanistan as a country. Um, the people in Afghanistan are tribalists. They, they see that they are, they relate to their area in Afghanistan. They don't, they don't have a sense of, of nation. It's a territory, have, not a country. Right. Them. And that it. They don't have the, the, the sense of Afghanistan. That doesn't exist to them. Um, the Taliban, it does, because the Taliban have like a see, actually see it from a bigger perspective. And they're able to, you know, be overlords to these people that have less than an eighth grade you know, education. They're, 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 they're very, very ignorant people. The Taliban um, are the statists of Afghanistan. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And they, they, they came in and they swept in and took all the stuff that we left them, the, the billions of dollars of weapons that we left them. Dude, there and, was so much shit. They left like thousands oh, yeah. and thousands of fucking M60s and M4s and fucking oh. pistols and vehicles and Black Hawk fucking helicopters. Like, yeah. where's yeah. my Toyota Tundra and my pallet of cash, you fucking motherfuckers? These oh, guys yeah. are equipping these guys. And that's cool. I want everybody to be well armed. Don't get me wrong. I'm just mad because I didn't get any. And I paid right. for that shit, motherfuckers. Right, exactly. It's a slap in the face. They're cutting into my fucking gun and drug budget, and I don't right. appreciate it. Exactly. Okay? I've got to survive in this fucking economy, god damn it. <laughs> Fuckers. But, and so now, now they're trying to do this rescue mission, and they're in Kabul, a, a, a city of four million people. They're surrounded by this, these, these emboldened Taliban fighters, and now ISIS-K is coming back into the picture. Not um, to mention very well equipped now. Yeah, they 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 all they 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 the the, the Hamad Karzai Airport is completely indef indefensible. They don't have any like it, it's it, it's if they don't leave now in the next like day or so, it's going to be a massacre. Mark my words. Watch the news. They are going to overrun that airport. All right, and just to be clear, it is it is nine oh six on August 29th. So. That's when we we recorded this. I'm gonna drop this tomorrow because, I mean, fuck it. There's no <laughs> awesome, point man. in dragging this out. But um, so did Biden make the right move or the wrong move? Biden made the right move in the beginning. He should have just left. He did the right thing. Left. What the wrong move he made was coming back. There was no reason for that. I'm sorry. Uh, like if people people aren't going to make it they're not going to make it that 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 is not our problem we are not the world police we are not the air to save people like that i it it, it is geopolitical and it, you have to cut your losses where it's at we lost that war and us coming back to try to usher in and, and bring back and bring some vindication to it is just going to cause more death uh, I, I i couldn't agree more um I made the point in my last episode and I've caught a little bit of bullshit over it, but like, Oh, the contractors, Oh, the, you know, 
allies. They, they, the they should Afghan have left allies. With, they I should was have like, left with the army. Right. My point was, dude, Trump Ben Dunn told you we were going to bounce like a year ago. And there were intelligence reports in June that said, get the fuck out of the country. But you stayed. And now you well, what where at where at what point does personal responsibility come into play when people don't make the decisions that are best for in them? June, in June of, of this year? That's yes. when it went. That's when it came in. That's when it should have came into play. They those contractors should have left with the army and the Marine Corps and the Air Force. That's what they usually do. Anytime we have a movement, the contractors come with us. Well, they stayed. That I is think, their fault. I think a lot of it is. Uh, they may be being paid to do it. I mean, if you wanted to look of at this, course they're getting, of course they're getting paid to do it. If you wanted to look but, at this conspiratorially, you know, this is, is just it, another tool to build propaganda. Is a hundred thousand dollars per, you know, per contractor worth your life in there? Cause you're going to die. They're going to kill you. If, 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 if the last ship takes off and you're not, and you're stuck there, you're not going to live. Yeah. Well, I mean, personal life choices. I'm not, even against the idea of mercenaries, which is what they are. Like yeah. you, you call them military contractors. I call them mercenaries. Oh, but he's just a carpenter or an electrician. That's agreeing to go into occupied territory and do his trade for money. That makes him a, mer- a mercenary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it does. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm a little harsh, but um, I, I believe that words have meanings and I like to use the word that cl- most well that's you know what i'm talking about they're fucking mercenaries absolutely i mean you can cry for a mercenary if you want i mean okay but i'm not gonna you know i read in a report there were 10 to forty thousand people that they're trying to evacuate and this was like two or three days ago yeah american nationals and my question is where the fuck did 10 to forty thousand american nationals get up going to afghanistan how did that happen Bro. How did we how how did how did we allow that to happen? Bro, what was funny is I, I covered this briefly in our last episode, but they said that there's something like eighty thousand uh, personnel, either allied or American, mm. in country right now, and uh, <clears throat> they tried saying that they aren't they aren't even sure how many Afghan allies they have, and I would just like to point out for the oh, no, they're, time. They're, bullshit they have a dossier on every one of those motherfuckers do they not i mean uh, as far as americans and people like assets that we have there absolutely but as far as afghans go no they don't have a fucking clue how many people are our allies there. they never they never have have known that amount even when we were training them and in, in, in to fight their own their own fights against the 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 people that were trying you know that <laughs> And that's how that's how that's how fucked up it was because when we were like in the Battle of March and the Battle of Sangin, we were fighting those fights, thinking that we were beating the bad guys. But in turn, we were just beating the people that want that were living there that wanted us to not be there, and we were using the military to fight that fight for them that they didn't want to fight, and we couldn't understand why they wouldn't go in there and fight those people. Because they had no fight with them, they were they were they were their neighbors. We were trying to we, we were we were we were bartering two different two people two people of the same country to fight against each other. So opium fields, myth or fact? Fact, fact. absolute fact. Ab- yeah, oh yeah, 
Yeah, like my whole time, like DEA agents, FBI agents, ATF guys were all fucking rolling around in there. Oh yeah, it's it, it's it's heavily, heavily, heavily influenced by the pharmaceutical in, industry. There's no way that we're absolutely that we're leaving Afghanistan like that and leaving that that much of the market in there. People want to say like you know Chinese manufactured uh, opi- opiates. It's not the same thing, and it's not as cheap. So at any point were you privy to any operations of our our guys protecting these fields is that a thing or is uh, that a conspiracy I, 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 I don't know it's possible okay I, i'm just I curious I, at this point well no i i i mean we, I, we there the, it, it was everywhere down there like you know every marijuana fields and hashish and fucking opium fields like they're they're everywhere like it was, it was the landscape, especially in the Helmand province. That's, that's where most of the world's opium comes from. Fucking 80%, I believe. Fucking interesting. So I'm sure there was some, some interest there, but I didn't see people actually pr- protecting those fields. I think they were paying, they were paying off local militias and people to, um, more of our mercenary friends right right they they were they were they were exporting the the industry to other people i don't think it was something that the the american government did hands-on right right just through uh black channels all right fucking interesting well at this point listen i have some really cool people that sponsor my show and they're agorastakers.com and you can go here and you can buy seeds to be more self-sufficient. Tonight, I had a fucking sandwich. It was a tomato sandwich that was made with a black tomato that I grew from seeds from Agorist Acres. And this motherfucker was so goddamn delicious. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I made my wife go make me another sandwich. <laughs> and I don't feel bad for doing that i feel zero guilt i want you to fucking understand that i feel no guilt about that so not only that but they accept crypto and if you give them crypto they will throw in extra seeds they will give you like nifty little gifts like 3d printed funnels to refill the sweet ass class little vials that they send you the seeds in like their packaging is on point free shipping over 1999 you can get 10 percent off using the code autonomy 10 go to agorasacreseeds.com because they have big dick energy and awesome fucking products so yeah go there do that and let's let's move back to this side of the pond. Let's let's come back home. Let's let's spend a little bit of time on the criminal justice system and how uh, felonies can fuck you in the long term. Because I mean, I've spent six months in jail. It fucking sucks, and it'll wreck your whole life. You know, I got my first felony, like I said, in 1999, and I spent time in jail. The cool thing is, I was a minor. So I wasn't a felon like four years later. So that was, that was based, but um, yeah, like every time I've run into the criminal justice system, it's like a fucking meat grinder, dude. They, they, they just, they, yeah, they they process you out. 
Um, America has the highest prison rate in the whole world by far. And 60% of those prisoners are drug offenders. And prison for profit, no less. Yes. Motherfuckers. Yes. It's like $32,000 a prisoner every year. <clears throat> the six months I spent in, I was, uh, after a couple months, I had managed to work my way into the kitchen because I couldn't sit. I, I just, I'm Irish. I have this stupid, like half retarded thing in my brain that tells me I have to work. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's just, it's, I hate it really because I'm, I, I'm truly a lazy soul, but my <laughs> ethnicity stops me from achieving true nirvana, nirvana in my own life. Anyways, <laughs> so I was actually providing free slave labor due to boredom because I'm better than sitting in your cell. Yeah. And like the recipes and shit that they would call for, like the amount of meat, we were allowed to use like 20% of the recipe because they were, you know, skimming the food budget and there was nothing we could do about it. You know, if we wanted to stay in our job, you do what they fucking tell you to do. And everybody was eating like shit. And not to mention the fact that at the time I was, I, I was smart and my wife had an envelope with several thousand dollars in cash in it and cupboards full of food, enough food for a year. I was only in for six months. So like this wasn't catastrophic for my family, but the fact of the matter is I had children when this occurred and I had a good job when this occurred. And they took all that away from me over a misdemeanor for six months. And it's just my crime. My crime was speaking in a threatening tone, menacing. I got six months for talking shit. Oh, my God. And now I have a fucking podcast. So fuck you. Fuck you. What What state do you live in or what state was that? Ohio. Ohio. Oh, okay. I have, a, I have a bunch of friends in Hawaii. A lot, a lot of my board members are in Ohio. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We yeah, are... Columbus. I was born in Columbus. I do not live there anymore, but I, I have spent much time there. I'm in Northeast Ohio. I'm between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Okay. We're a little hood. We're a little country. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> that, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. But you know you're right. It, like like little little things like that. Like the way the justice justice system works. Like you go in and you get spit out, and they don't give a fuck about how you know what your your family life is like. And then like if you if you do go to jail and you fuck up and your family life goes to shit and somebody reports your family, you get in trouble for that too. Well, here here's an interesting angle that we can look at and play with for a minute. We'll just drag this out in the middle of the floor. We'll we'll let the cats sniff it, and we'll see what what comes of it. Um, we've both spent time being incarcerated because we, in some way, violated a social contract. Now, have you ever seen this fucking thing, or did you agree to it at any point? What 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 can you tell me about this fucking social contract? Well, I, I didn't agree to shit. 
I know, I, I know, I know. I signed the contract when I joined the military, and you know what? What? What really fucked me up was when I got out. I didn't. I, I didn't go see a psychologist or psychiatrist. I had to undiagnose PTSD, and I, I didn't. I. I just. I knew I was fucked up, but I didn't like it. it like when I got out, it got worse. Like it, I lost like all sense of purpose, and so like I. I, I got worse, and I wasn't able to be normal and um yeah so after that incident i i i went and, and put myself in the va and and was was going through an inpatient program and that's when i got arrested but the the the, the moral behind that is th- this contract that you're speaking of like these people we we go out there and satisfy it like i i put my blood sweat and tears for 10 years in the in the marine corps and i got out and now i'm 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 treated like less of less of a citizen. I can't own guns. I can't be around people with guns. I, I get I get threatened by the FBI every other week. Like no shit. I swear to God. Like I got like two weeks ago got threatened by them. Told they told me that I needed to be careful what I said on what I said in public and what I said online. Oh, good. So they're they're watching you now. That's oh that's I know. Yeah, they, 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 they've been to my house. They've been to my house. They 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 come like it, it's constant, and they they try to scare me. And like I I, I like I'm it, I know that I'm not doing anything illegal. I know I'm doing the right thing, especially with my organization. We're doing the right thing, and we're trying to do the right thing. But they're trying to push me down. Well, yeah, shut the fuck up, has in, in, intim- intimidate me. Well, sure, and that's just absolutely, you know, per for the course. But, and I'm not, I'm not the thing, the, the worst part about that is I'm not special in that regards. I know so many other people that they're doing that to. Like, it's ridiculous how many people that I know that they're in, trying to intimidate in that way. And that is a common tactic. I'm, this does not shock me. What did you just chemically warfare? I have Dude, to I know. Have, I, I have fl- I live in Texas and like th- there are these two flies that are like flying around my head and I cannot, I, I just killed one of them a second ago and there's this <laughs> other one and I have like the, the raid spray here and I'm, I'm like, I, I don't like, I can't stand it driving me nuts. Guys, I, you won't ever get to see this, but this man has been fighting for his life for the past 50 minutes with it's just these two flies of them. and it's just two <laughs> of them. And, and, they, and they're, they're like, they're fast. And like, I got one of them. But yeah, he's been battling these flies. And I mean, he's winning. He's got a, a 50% kill rate going on. It's just this last one is ballsy. Yeah, it's 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 driving me nuts, to be honest. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm I have no problem derailing a podcast. Okay. It's actually uh one of my personal joys in life is to just randomly derail a fucking podcast. So we agree that flies suck and the social contract is uh not Garbage. a thing yeah and, and the, the social contract is, is is becoming more and more strict like every it seems like every day that we live there's the, they, they add add something else to it that you can't do and so it makes it more likely for you to get in trouble and and once you're in trouble and you're in the system like it, it's hard to get out of it Dude, I was terrified because just the recidivism fucking stats are so crazy fucking high 
mm-hmm. that like I when I got out, man, I was just I was straight terrified. And I mean, I'm still spooked, but I've calmed down. It's been a, it's been several years, but yeah, just because the stats are so high, I was like, how are they going to fuck me to get me back in that system? And a, a lot of that happens in low-income areas where people of color and uh, minorities live. They they get stuck in this in this this circle of the system where they can't get out of. So like they're they're barely making money as it is living in uh, Section Eight housing welfare, and so they turn to drugs and they they turn to you know to make extra money for their families. And then they get caught, they go to prison, and then they 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 get fucked by the system. They lose all their other the rest of their rights, and they get out with no with nothing to work with, nothing to do with no no ambitions or anything other than coming home and trying to make ends meet like it just it completely like just just smothers that whole whole culture of people and not to mention if you live in the hood and you are not armed you are now a target yeah so they arm themselves and then they get hit with possessing you know weapons under disability yeah or you know it is morally reprehensible to deprive somebody their right to defend themselves. Number one, number two, they fuck them even harder because of, oh, go get a crossbow. Like sh- number one, shut the fuck up, bud. <laughs> and number two, if they get caught with a crossbow, they're <laughs> fucked. It's still a deadly weapon. Yep. It, it, yeah. It, it, it extends to deadly weapons too. Yeah. Because I was reading the paperwork. Like it, it's not just firearms. It's, it's any kind of, even like large knives are, are, are illegal now. Like they're and that's fucking that, verboten. You hear me, you criminal scum. They are fucking verboten. And if we catch you with them, we'll lock you in a rape cage. We will lock yep. you in a rape cage and <laughs> the guards will fucking film it and jerk off to you getting raped because that's what make, prison make, guards are into. And then they'll profit off of you being in there and make you sell drugs for them. They will. And they're going to put your fucking prison sex tape on the dark web. Deep, deep, deep in the dark web behind a paywall. That's what's fucked up too, man. Is like like they, they, <laughs> like nowadays they talk about prison. Like you get you can get more drugs in prison than you can out here. You know, I, I had only snorted meth once before I got locked up. And I didn't snort it. See what had happened was I was going to take it and, and use it, you know, for trade purposes, but they tossed the cell block. So I got to eat several bumps of methamphetamine and the tranquilizer (laughs) that I also had purchased for my own purposes. So I was on a full tranquilizer and like two or three bumps of meth. Damn. Locked in county. Oh my god! I didn't mean to do those drugs. I had to do those drugs for my survival. You see, the the state made me do drugs. <laughs> They're evil. Okay, I'll have you fucking know. But there are hundreds of stories of people who are in prison for much more than we did. Like. Ross Ulbricht immediately comes to mind. He's got like double life plus because what he made a website that people did things on double, yeah. double life, huh? Like, okay. All right. 
that's uh that's a little excessive he's he's fucked and well, that, that shows you like how 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 far the state will reach to shut you up i i know plenty of people in our movement that have been been victimized by that and been incarcerated to keep them quiet like and what they'll do is they'll charge them with something and you have 90 days to bring that to a grand jury so they can set bail and they'll change the charges before the 90 days comes up so then it resets those 90 days but keep doing that over and over and over and over again and keep them in there until until they either talk or they break or or you know both and this is one of their methods the other method his name was duncan lamb yep they'll just come in and murder you absolutely uh julian assange why why is he in prison i mean i i acknowledge like because he whistle blew blew on a bunch of fucking status pigs right and i know he's a, like a real weird guy and like he'll pee in jars and you know scratch his butt in public i don't i i don't care that but he's that doesn't eccentric. Fucking matter that's none of our business exactly i don't care that he's a centric a centric what why is he in prison oh because he told the truth because he spoke words because because he, he told people what was really going on and and they, they made it illegal oh these motherfuckers look at you know and then talk about duncan limp and then you, you have um garrett foster here in, in austin yeah he, he was shot and just recently they just recently charged the guy a year later like he it was it was cold-blooded murder like he had the pistol in his hand and everything i was down there for the, the memorial and it got kind of froggy but it was uh it was it was a, it was it was a, it was a good it, it, it was a good turnout of people that that were in support and it was nice oh also his name was daniel shaver and yeah. philip brailsford is still out and working and living he his was, life he was begging him to not shoot him oh they, i know it, that, that was one of the most horrifying videos i've ever seen we actually did a video episode on that and i i will drop it at some point but i'm not man it anyways yeah it was absolutely reprehensible and philip Brailsford should not be accepted into any community. You know, the other side of uh, losing your franchise can be the community deciding that you don't get to be a part. Right. You know, and I, you're, I, you're not, yeah, I have a hard time accepting any community that would accept human filth like Philip Brailsford. I, you know, people, it, 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 it's a pretty well-known article, but he could he could literally move somewhere and people wouldn't even think twice about it. Like it, 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 it just, it wouldn't mean the same thing to them. It doesn't, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't sit with those people. They, they, the, the, the people that exist in this country on, on a mass scale are completely asleep and just watching and, and just waiting and doing what they're told. You're not wrong, dude. And if you want to get really pissed off, 
in the show notes, I'm going to put a website. It's uh, lifeforpot.com. And it's a website that is run out of my home state. Oddly enough, that was just a weird little factoid that I saw. But on this site, you can see dozens of people who are doing life or um, de facto life for pot, just pot. Like, I, I really don't feel like Coke dealers should be in prison. I don't Here, Here's a hot take. I don't think heroin dealers should be in prison. Oh, but the children. Listen, I've never met a child that wanted to do heroin. <laughs> they, it, you, know, it, you know what? It's, it, it's a bullshit appeal to emotion. Okay. Yes. Fuck you. Yes, it is. You, you can't even if those people exist, regardless if you throw them in prison. You can't, you can't force somebody to not do drugs. If somebody is an adult or a teenager and they want to go out and do drugs and they seek it, they're going to find it eventually. And playing this drug war. And and like I said, 60% of our, of the prison population are drug crimes. Yeah. And I mean, in my world, if there is no victim, there is no crime. And in my perfect world, the victims would handle, you know, the the, crime. Yeah, exactly. You know, fuck around with my kid. It's like that, that dude that, uh, (laughs) fucking blew his, uh, his son's molesters head off in the fucking subway. Oh, that was, that was awesome. Dude, that was basted king pilled like, holy fuck. That is proper. That All is the correct. Cop, the cops knew him too. They're like, "Why? Why did you do that? Why didn't you just shut up and just walk away?" Fucking principalities, motherfucker. All that right. video is one of my favorite videos to watch. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I just total freedom boner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I need you to go to run your mouth coffee. Okay, they have rebellion beans. Listen. You're going to drink coffee. If you're going to drink coffee, be rebellious. Don't support faggots like fucking Black Rifle Coffee. (laughs) Don't don't help those fucks. Listen, run your mouth coffee, rymcoffee.com. Rebellion beans, they're whiskey flavored. Get some espresso yourself beans. They're like super duper dark roast. They will put hair on your chest. And if you have a basic white bitch for a wife, you might want to order order some pumpkin persuasion because it is the season for basic white bitches to consume pumpkin. And they have all that. Go there. Buy the fucking coffee. Listen, man, we have covered a lot of shit. I know that you are involved in a lot of things. What I want to do before we close out is I want you to get all of your plugs for all of your stuff out. Tell people where they can find you. Tell us about what you're doing in the future. That's kind of tell us about what's going on for Trent going forward. All right. Um, We are uh, Voices Against Tyranny. Um, We are a super PAC and general purpose committee as well as a caucus. Uh, basically what we do is political activism. Um, we address party politics and, and reasoning we, we, that are, um, ill-informed and, and ill-advised in our country that happen. 
we help support people that uh, get marginalized and downtrodden by the system. Um, we are now we're getting ready to plan a nationwide college anti-vax mandate um, protest in October on Columbus Day. Um, we honestly, we're, we're, our, our sole purpose is liberty and freedom. And, and we are trying to, we are hitting every faucet in the legal sense to achieve it. We are going, we are lobbying bills. We are lobbying congressmen. We are, we are supporting people for office. Um, we are libertarian ideology. We do not, um, we do not, um, directly affiliate with a party. For many reasons, because all of our opinions and many of our supporters that are anarchists and and that are minarchists, the party is just absolute fucking garbage. You're kind of trash. You're 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 simping to people that have lost every time. And I'm sorry, but that just isn't something that we are trying to achieve here. We're trying to achieve victory, trying to achieve some success, not 3.7% um, nationwide. That's just absolute shit. Um, so we are um, going after the, the, the silent majority, um, the, 30, the 37 to 41% of the people that haven't voted in the last 16 years. We are, tra- we are targeting areas and cities across the country where we can start bringing rallies and, and start bringing information to people that, uh, that there's another option that they can vote for. There's another place that they can put their, their representation in and that they can be represented. They don't have to get, they don't have to, uh, simplify themselves to the left or the right. They, they, there are other options, and that's our, our purpose: is to is to voice those concerns and be able to get those people that kind of that kind of information. It's fucking interesting, man. Yeah, my con- all- oh, go ahead. I'm- my contention has always been that the way that you do this is from the bottom up, not the top down. The Libertarian Party is a political party at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day. And an ineffectual political party at that. And there were feds there at the inception of the LP. Do you really think that there are less feds now than there were in the very beginning? Think about that for a second. Moving past that, if you want to build something, you don't start at the top. You start at the bottom. You start locally. You start with yourself. You can't help people if you can't take care of yourself. Once you can take care of yourself, you can start participating in your community. Once your community is healthy, it can help less healthy communities, so on, so forth, and ad nauseum. That's the way I see it. And I don't see any conflict with the way that I look at it and what you're proposing. So that's super fucking cool. No, no, we, we, we are trying to, we are working at the bottom. We're talking to the people. We're working with the people. We're voicing their concerns, the reasons that they are angry. Like the, 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 regardless of what your political leaning is, the country is at unrest. People are upset. They just have not reached the pinnacle yet to where they're storming the streets. We want to be there to offer them a, a, a voice and a way to accentuate what they're going through and what's going on. People that are be, have being infringed upon by the government with charges that they don't deserve to have. Uh, we're working with those type, type of stuff. Um, we're also starting a media conglomerate of uh, a, a bunch of podcasts um, that are going to fall under the same umbrella that are going to work together with us. Um, 
but a bunch of Liberty podcasts. Uh, we're honestly, you know, it, it, it's vindictive to what we believe. Our, our, our real true meaning is to try to wake people up and get people to engage in their communities. Like you're talking about engage in real life and get off the fucking internet and get out of the chat rooms and actually get on the streets and do shit. Voices against tyranny. Where do they find you? You can find us at voicesagainsttyranny.org or you can go on Twitter and at untyranny caucus. So it's un and T-Y-R-A. I can never spell that word right. T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y. That's the one. Yeah. T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y. So untyranny caucus. Um on Twitter. Uh, we just rebranded. We used to be the redacted caucus. So now we're, we're just, we're trying to switch, switch motions. And when, you know, what's funny is our SEO for redacted caucus on Google is still number one. And, and it, we have it pointing to our new website. Very nice. Yeah. Search engine optimization. Holy fuck. That's some nerd level shit. I love it. We have some good people working with us. We have some really technologically um, adept people that are there. Absolutely. And I would also like to shout out one of your, uh, or I don't, she may be your only um, social media contact who put me in contact oh, with you. Mary. Rogue Skillet at yeah. Butthole Outlaw. Check her out. She's a based follow. I've been mutuals with her for I don't know. You're some shit. She's, she's one of my based. She's one of my favorite advisors. I go to her for everything. Um, she she's she's fucking and smart as fuck, and she she tells me how it is. I, I don't. She's not a yes man, and that's what <laughs> I like about her. So yeah, I I really appreciate her for putting me in contact with you, and uh, for kind of a closing thought, I wanted to point out that when you look at the criminal justice system and you look at, you know, the rights that are stripped with felonies and then you step back one more step beyond that and realize that the police state, the panopticon that we live in is not going away and it's not getting smaller. And they just brought home hundreds of thousands of troops that have been playing with all the latest human suppression toys in the desert. They just brought those boys home and I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying they might not be thinking straight. I'm saying that they're most definitely brainwashed. And this panopticon is not going away. They are watching you. They know what you're doing. They know your web history. They know who you talk to. They know who you text. They know who you Snapchat with. They know what your emails are. They know what kind of porn you watch. They know how long it takes you to come on average. And, you know, a point to that that I want to make, too, in closing is all you people out there that are hiding and, and think that you're being safe by using using usernames that aren't your, aren't your real names. And that like you're using Gonzo? Who the fuck uses a name like Gonzo? 
Fuck well, I'm saying, all, all, and you, you, you're 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 hiding in Signal and Keybase, thinking that you're safe. You're not safe. Put get out, get get out of get out of the shadows. Get, go go meet up with your local people. Start start organizing together. Make a noise. Start making noise. Stop being so 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 loud on the internet. Start being being loud in the in the streets. Get out there and do shit. Because if you don't, we're going to fall into this complete and total massacre of of civilization that you're talking about gonzo like the it's it's a dystopian hellscape that we're facing and it's right in front of us listen they want to lock you in to the matrix they want to lock you up they are watching you this is the proverbial panopticon we have reached that level technologically think about that you know, ruminate. Let that roll around in old Booter's head and see what you come back with, man. This is this is going to take a special kind of human to survive. And you're not going to serve yourself well by not knowing what's about to happen. Wake the fuck up. Because they're awake and they're watching you. Close it out, Trent. What do you got? Um, just come if you have if anybody is interested in joining or working with us, um, you can visit our website at untyranny.org or you can e- email me at T O R T N E R at untyranny.com. Um, or you can um, visit our Twitter at untyranny caucus and just send us a message. One of our marketing team will get a hold of us and get a hold of me, and we can start doing work. And like I said, we're planning a nationwide anti-mandate um, uh, protest for all the colleges in the in the country um, coming October um, 9th, Columbus Day. All right, man. Listen, thank you for spending time with us. I really appreciate it. It was a blast fucking talking to you. We're going to have to do this again. All right. Absolutely, Gonzo. Thanks, brother. Anytime, bro. All right, guys. I will talk to you again next week.